of God for the church. But anyway, I want to start here in verse 2. Uh, Jesus, I mean, this is Paul's writing to grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when I look at this, it says, from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You know, I, I've shared some scriptures earlier, uh, a few days ago, in a, in a, you know, sharing this about Jeremiah, where God formed me in the womb. He formed you in the womb. God brought you into the womb perfect, loving him, one of his children. So anyway, that's our God. Okay, I'll continue on, and I'll be going more into this. But he chose us at that time. before the founda- You were chosen before the foundation of the earth, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted, in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence wait i want to i want to talk about something right now that's very important that we get a hold of in in that scripture where we have redemption from his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace you might look at this, you know, one time because I began to share Jesus with people right away. I didn't know anything about the Bible, but what I knew was I had been, I was free from something. And, and of course, that just propelled me into want to share it with everybody I came to, which is, uh, you know, sharing the love of God, even though I didn't know what it was. But one day I was talking to a guy witnessing to him, and I said, how would you like to get saved? And he, he looked at me, he said, say from what? And, you know, I didn't have the answer at that time. I just didn't know uh, what, what, what he was saved from. I mean, for me, I was saved from my, my life and a lot of things that happened. But I want to take a quick look to give you some insight into what we've been saved from just quickly. This won't be lengthy, but at the same time, it, it, it gets into the reality of what we're saved from. And we go to Genesis chapter 3, and there's a story of the creation and so on there. But also, in verse, chapter 3, verse 1, it talks about a, a serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said, no, that's all right. I mean, I'll just paraphrase this uh, for, for just for the sake of time and other things but basically the serpent the snake the evil one convinced her that it was okay to eat that fruit so in verse 6 so when the woman saw that the tree was good that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of its fruit and ate she also gave it to her husband with her and he ate then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Verse 8. 
And they heard the sounds of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. God asks, where are you? In verse 10, I want you to get a hold of this. I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So for the first time in the history of man, someone had fear, naked and afraid. So that was a curse that came on. And at that point, that curse happened before they had their first child. So from that point on, every child born on the earth through the, as Adam's descendants, which was the only way they could be, were born into sin. So when we see this in Ephesians chapter 1, and we see that in him we have redemption through the blood and forgiveness of sins. A lot of people say, well, I haven't really been a bad person. I haven't really sinned that much. Didn't matter. See, you were born just like I was and everybody else, other human. You were, you were born into sin. So what Jesus did with his blood, he redeemed us from that curse. So uh, anyway, and the forgiveness of sins, those sins that you've actually committed, you know about them. Uh, you know, there were things I wasn't proud of in my life, but I didn't understand. I'd been, I'd been redeemed from every curse that could have come on me through the blood of Jesus Christ. So anyway, I wanted to share that a little bit here. But, and, and you know, in this day and age, you know, a lot of things take place. There's a lot of spiritual warfare out there. A lot of people have a lot of different ideas. And one of them, you know, I... I uh, I, I've heard it said, you know, uh, people say, well, why did God do this? Well, you know, a, a good question would be uh, when people talk about they believe in God, you know, the, the question might be, what God do you believe in? Do you believe of God the Creator? Uh, you know, it says so right there, and uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's God the Creator. But there's also in, uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, there's another name that is called about, chapter 4. It says, talking about the, the gospel being veiled in verse 3. 4, verse 3, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine through them whose mind, and it's so in verse 4, it's the God of this age. And that's speaking of the serpent, the deceiver. So in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he's called the God of this world. John called him, in, Jesus said in 1611, uh, Jesus called him the prince of this world. In Ephesians 2, 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. In 1 John 5, 19, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So you see, I don't want to glorify the devil right now, but I just want you to know that when Jesus died and shed that blood, which you celebrate on Easter Sunday, when he shed that blood for you, that gave you redemption from all those curses. But we have to walk in it. But the moment you get born again, make Jesus the Lord of your life, you have an infilling of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. 
And so when you have the Spirit of God working in you, it produces a different life and a different strength. And so then when you begin to read scriptures about prayer, you begin to see something else that's taken place. We have right standing with God. We're no longer sinners. The Bible says we're, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We, the love of God shed us free. The blood shed us free from that sin. Now, can we go on sinning? Sure, sure, you can mess up. But we have, a, we have an advocate. We have the Lord Jesus, a forgiveness. Guy and in First John one nine says we can we can ask forgiveness and he'll he'll clean us up again. I mean, but but the same a born again child of God has has a standing has a saying in heaven. You're somebody special. And so why do I bring that up on a time like this? Well, I'm telling you something. When when we're talking about things that are going on in this earth right now and in this nation. And people are saying, well, did God do this or did somebody else do this? I'm telling you, it, John. 10.10, Jesus said this. John 10.10. 10. He, he called the devil the thief. And he said, the thief has come but for to kill, to steal, and destroy. You can look it up in your own Bible. You can just look it right up there. Because it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. Now, what did Jesus say? He said, but I have come. Your Savior, your Lord and Savior, the one that we hope to glorify today, even with a mess up of the video and all those things, the, the one that we tend to glorify, that want to glorify today, the one that we want to identify with, he said, I came that you might have life and have an abundant life. What's an abundant life? Well, you know, every curse that we read out of the Bible has got to do with poverty, sickness, uh, untimely death, and so on. But what God brought to you is a gospel of prosperity. I don't care whether you hear somebody say, oh, you're a prosperity preacher. Yes, I am, because there's a lot said about money in this Bible, and prosperity may not be money either. Prosperity could just be, you're like me, you've got a great family and a beautiful marriage and, and things like that and, and a great country to live in. That's prosperity. We in America, we in the United States of America have a prosperity built into us. We, we have a great, great nation here, and it's not over with yet brothers and sisters it is not over yet but jesus said i came that you might have a very abundant life fullness of everything the fullness of christ working in your heart and so on and you know one of the things that makes me know if i'm in the right place is uh, you know uh, just bear with me a little bit i suppose i get out of breath once in a while and i'm i'm speaking into a camera right now which is kind of something I'm, I'm not used to but i'm i'm going to get used to it because i see you through it and if, if you can see me go ahead and wave right now and and i'll know you're there uh but anyway uh in verse 21 of 1 John chapter 3, it says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And we just see throughout the scripture that God is love. And we, we love people. You know, what changed for me was, this is a personal testimony, I all of a sudden had compassion on people I'd never had before. And do you know what's the thing about Jesus with all the power and all the things that he did? Many times it'll say in there, he healed them with his compassion. So as I minister this today and, and, and bring forth some of these things, uh, I, another scripture I wanted to uh, bring forth to you because um, 
I, I yielded to kind of one of the reasons that what we're having to be redeemed from. It's good to know what you're redeemed from. You know, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like when your car gets dirty and it looks terrible. You go out and wash it, it's hard to remember that it was dirty. And that's kind of how it is with loving the Lord. First uh, John 3, 8 says something. It says, uh, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning for this purpose. The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy those works of the devil. I'm telling you, it's a lot more than a religious thing. You know, we need to know this stuff. We need to know that we have authority. And actually, Luke 10, 19, Jesus spoke to the disciples, which included us. He said, Beloved, uh, you have, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. So, you know, as we begin to grow in this thing and we want to really walk in some things, which I did and still do, still hungry for the Lord, then I want to get a hold of some scriptures. You know, I want to know about this one over in John 16, 23. And this is, this is, uh, this is a lesson right here too. But in verse 23, Jesus is speaking. He's, he's almost done. He's almost ready to go to the cross, just not too far off. And he said, and in that day, after he'd given his life for you and for me, he said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you've asked me nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive. Some translations say you shall receive that your joy may be full. You see, you're in right standing with the Lord right now. If, if you can get the focus of what I'm talking about right now and realize that Jesus died for you, but he did that so he could implant the Holy Spirit in you and give you that confidence and that power and even that love that will manifest others. You know, a lot of times uh, we can tell, you know, there used to be a little song they'd sing, you know, uh, you, you know us by our love. You'll know us by our love. You know, that, that's probably the biggest fruit of it. You know, you don't have to be, work so hard. And how do I say this? Don't work so hard at trying to be religious. It has nothing to do with salvation. I mean, they call it religion and so on. But, but you know, don't work so hard at trying to be somebody else. Or to, you know, for me, I suppose when I started out and began to do some public ministry, I wanted to be able to preach real good. Now, you know what I really want to do? I just want to put life into people. I want people to feel my heart because I would hope that I, they would see the heart of God through me. And it's not about me. It's just about you and those things that he's done for you. So, again, when we, uh, we see that we have confidence in him, in him because we love him and we go back to the beginning here and how do we start our prayers well in the lord's prayer jesus was trying to trying to get that over to us not not so much you just go memorize that prayer i i, I have and you can but the idea was it's an outline in an outline you know when i get up in the morning and i want to pray I don't just sit out there. I don't just get up and look out the window and say, oh, God, give me this, give me that, you know, do that, do that. No, the first thing I say is, oh, our Father, I'm a, I love my Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, my God is great. He's worthy to be praised. And I, I just thank you, Father. I, I worship him. I worship all by myself right there. It might be dark a lot of these mornings, but I'm worshiping God. You know why? Because I love him, and that's what Jesus he said, if you want a key to the Father's heart, just love him. And, and then he says, your kingdom come, you know, your will be done. What's the kingdom? When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, the Bible makes it clear that kingdom comes into your heart. 
And you're translated. Colossians says you're translated from, from dark into the kingdom of his dear light. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it's a powerful gospel. There's a lot of love been manifested in this. But next week, as we celebrate the Easter thing and so on, you know, when you really get a hold of what he did for you, I'm telling you, and, uh, and I've heard people say, well, you know, uh, this, this, uh, this, this thing in the earth about all this stuff. Well, I might say this on too. You know, what is, it, what, what is the evil one? What, what has that caused? Well, we don't have to glorify him, but it's, he's able to twist people's minds. You know, if you don't think that's real, just think about your own, the fight you have with your head sometimes. You believe in stuff in your heart, but your mind just isn't flowing with it. See, that's where we draw on the word of God. We meditate the word day and night. The Bible says in Psalm 1, so we can be like trees firmly planted by streams of living water. Those streams of living water are streams of the Holy Spirit flowing into your life, ready and ready, ready. So, Father, right now, I thank you for the people watching this today. And I stand with you against the evil one. I stand. The the authority you have given us, Father, is not only the right standing of those things that we need to be walking in, but, Father, it's the right standing that when we come to you in prayer, you hear our prayers. And when we pray according to your will, the Bible makes it clear that you hear us. And when you hear us, you surely do those things. So, Father, I pray for great peace right now on the people watching this. I, I just bind that that disease i bind the power of that disease from operating in the homes and you could do that yourself you say disease don't you come near my house in the name of jesus because the power's in that name don't you come near my household my family in jesus name the 91st psalm uh, in the middle of it says because i've made the lord my refuge in the most time i dwelling there shall no evil befall me or any plague or calamity come near my dwelling place. That's for my whole family. That's for your whole family. And I just pray that today, Father, bring that manifestation into every viewer that's watching this right now. And I thank you, Father, that the skies are breaking forth, Father, with greatness. I thank you for the sun's coming out, Father. I thank you that disease is defeated. It's a defeated foe, work of the enemy. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for blessing our people this day. In Jesus' name, amen. But I, I pray in Jesus' name, that you got a hold of some of these things that I have to say today. And I, I, would, I would be, you know, I would just have to say that I in no way intended to bring any glory to the, to the enemy to our lives in any shape or form. But I'm telling you, it is an evil world. You know, I, we're watching last night, and Franklin Graham was on, and the they, you know, this gal asked him, uh, you know, you know, who caused all this? Is this? And and he made it very clear. He said, uh, it's it's a sinful world, because people have followed the the Bible says the sway of the evil one. And in fact, that's a scripture I thought thought I was going to share. Uh, maybe I didn't uh, find it anywhere. But the whole world follows that sway, and and many of these people that are operating. In, in governments and in controls, they don't know Jesus Christ. But at the same time, the good news is there's millions and millions and billions of people that know the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's more coming every day. And, you know, I don't know about you. I can't answer for you. 
But a lot of my life has been dedicated to helping people find their way into this great kingdom. I want people to know what it's like to be free. I can't tell you what it's like not to be free, but you know already what it's like not to be free. For those of you that know the Lord a long time, I, you know what? I, I, I just have to say I'd love to see this build some fire into your bones. Uh, you know, get a new thing. You know, I've run into people and, and I'd share with them and, you know, well, yeah, I kind of am. You know, I guess I always I was always a Christian. Well, I don't know about that. I can't say for you. I can't say for somebody else. But I know when I run into somebody that, that really, really knows the Lord, there's a fire in their eyes. It's different. You know, Sandy and I, we both came into the gospel at the same time um, in our early 30s. It was like a new day. And, and, you know, more than one time people have come into our household and said, there's just something about your household. There's peace here. Well, we're not perfect, that's for sure. But if there's peace in it's because of the Spirit of God working and living through us and blessing our household. It's, you know, we've, we haven't been perfect at all in our walk with the Lord. It's been 40-some years. Uh, but at the same time, uh, even this lack of perfection in the video today can tell you we're not perfect but at the same time we do have a love of God in our hearts and we want to shed it abroad so again I know it's it's uh, taking a little detour here to get through this message but I just want you to be blessed I just want you to be blessed and just just drink in this moment and when you are preparing for Easter I just tell you to sort out the voices you know, the voices that, that say you need to do that, or you need to do this. and you, No, sort them out. Draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. You know, that, I don't know how many times when I've stepped into a situation, and, and I see people there, and they, they've never picked up the Bible. Well, I couldn't read it either. Now, that's another thing that I could share with you. You know, before I gave my heart to the Lord that night in January of 1978, I couldn't make any sense out of this Bible. I tried to read it. It wouldn't say a thing to me. But there was something happened after I gave Jesus the Lord of my life. All of a sudden, there was something that made me able to read the Bible. So if you know, if you're having a struggle reading the Bible, uh, all I have to say is ask the Holy Spirit to make sure, you know, you know, in fact, sometimes we talk about an assurance of salvation. Well, make sure that you've stepped into that. Now, how do how do you make sure of that? Well, it's pretty simple. It's not hard. And, and I always direct people to Romans, the 10th chapter, uh, verses 9 and 10, write it down and and make sure, because it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, the guy said, saved from what? Well, now you have an idea what we're being saved from. For with the heart one believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So, uh, for the scripture says, whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. You know, I, when I shared that in the garden, they were naked and ashamed. You see, you don't have to be naked and ashamed like some of you probably have been over certain things in your life. I've been, I've been ashamed a few times. But see, the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. There's no shame. 
He redeems you from shame. Isn't that some even clothes you with righteousness? You're not naked anymore. And that day they had to make some, some things out of animals to cover them up. But see, we're, we're clothed with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're clothed with the blood of Christ and, and with a, a great desire to go ahead. So make sure that you know that you're saved. How do you know? Well, if I ask you this one question, if you died right today, would you go to heaven? If you said, I don't know, then you don't know you're saved. If you said, yes, I am going to heaven, I know that you just got done reading that or did sometime in your life you made a confession to, to love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart and all your mind and all your body. That's where it's at, brothers and sisters. It's not about some religious practice. It's not about some of the things that people do. Uh, because much of, I'm telling you the truth, much of the church in America doesn't even believe the Bible anymore. A lot of the churches in America don't believe that it's inspired by God. A lot of the churches in America uh, don't even believe that uh, Jesus was really uh, our Savior. They don't understand it. They can't figure it out. They say, well, how could he be born of a virgin? Well, uh, you know, uh, that's not so hard to figure out. But at the same time, when you remember I said that everything that every child born after Adam's sin was, was a sinful child, that's you and me. Uh, but at the same time, how could they say, well, how could the Holy Spirit uh, bring a child into this? Well, you can't figure that out. You don't even know how seeds get into a watermelon. You don't even know how come when a chicken goes out there and eats a little grain that all of a sudden an egg pops out. You can't figure that one out either, and neither can I. So it's not a put down for you, but the, you see, uh, this Jesus had to be born of a virgin with a with the Heavenly Father as his Father. It had to be done so there'd be no sin in his life. He never sinned and, and never will. So anyway, uh, verse 13 then in that chapter of Romans says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So listen, I'm going to close this right now. I've already prayed for you. I've already apologized for a rough video, but at the same time, I'm so thankful to put words of life into you. And hopefully you get a hold of this and you, your freedom comes forth too. Your freedom comes through like a roaring lion and just takes over your life and gives life to the people in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.